welcome to episode 10, 10 of Anne and Steve Talks of Steve and we have made it to 10. We are... That is remarkable. That is remarkable. These are now no longer very interesting. That's, that's, that's good. You know? <laughs> Double digits. Um, I, think that, I, think, I think that's great. You know? Double digits, you know, before this it was a big party, you invited all your friends around, it was a whole thing. And now I was like, meh, there's some stuff. There's yeah. card. You know, you introduce them to the joy of consumerism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually celebrated but my. On the, on the plus side. On the plus side. Yeah, go on. Yeah. No, I said I celebrated my 10th birthday for a year. I milked it when I, when I was 10. How? How I did just... you celebrate your 10th birthday for a year? I just wrecked my family's head and kept saying it was my tin jubilee because that's apparently tin was the thing and I just annoyed them for the year and turned everything into oh well this is technically a celebration of my tin jubilee and they still talk about it like so and I've had two nieces recently turn 10 and they're like oh yeah I'm gonna do the same and annoy my mums I'm like yes legacy (laughs) different times different times but yeah, and it's all, I mean, we're meant to be monthly and we've become weekly. So thanks to a pandemic, we've hit 10 a lot sooner than I reckon. It probably would have been like, I don't know, August or something otherwise. But instead, we're 10 right now. Uh, how, are you, how are you doing? Uh-huh. I like your Potemkin. Okay, okay. I mean, I think, you know, this is sort of, yeah. So, th- so this is, uh, we were just saying before we started uh, recording that I, I now have a Potemkin bookcase um the, I've, I've decided to rename the um the bookcase my zoom potemkin because yeah people were just sick of seeing ha- the state of my bare room so um yeah we've kind of redone it i'm, I'm actually quite happy with it um, t- to be honest um, my wife was, was very very helpful in, uh, yeah yeah it, it's classy but like it wasn't like we like rummaged through other people's bins for these books do you know what i mean like we we own these like you know. <laughs> i should it, hope, i should hope so not a Zoom background, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I didn't realize actually. Will Ryan, the editor of the Limerick Post, told me that apparently this goes onto YouTube, so people are actually looking at you and me. Some people, not just listening. Really? I know. Okay. Well, so, so was it like the, the 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 internet has been judging my spare room? Do you know? And you... I I obviously Ooh. made an effort today. Go <laughs> painting. You know? Yes, you... me, which I screw. <laughs> the light and dark. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's great. And I'm like, I have books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, different levels, uh, different levels. Different okay. levels. Yeah. So listen, look, um, as we are doing these weekly, they, they have become a little bit shorter, um, but that's okay. We, we both need the reins pulled on us on talking stuff. Um, so today... I thought we thought we could kind of imagine, like put an economist on the spot, I suppose. Um, we're in the middle of extraordinary circumstances, never before seen times, all, all the stuff that everyone is saying every day over and over again. Is there any kind of, I suppose, looking at, at some point this will end? Yes. Let's yeah, hope. Um, um, and from your point of view as an economist, what what will you feel will like fundamentally change like maybe around travel or people even the way they gather or how they shop or anything throw it at you so first off let's let's talk about end okay 
So the end, uh, the, the power of an imagined end. Uh, so we're all assuming, and it's probably wrong, that the you know, curve that we're talking about has one hump to it. So flatten the curve, like there's a curve, but and only one curve. So what if there's more than one curve? In other words, we get over the current disaster um, where economies have fallen by something like 30 to 40%, you know, in a month. If, if the government hadn't have done what it did, a million people would be on the dole right now. Um, like it's 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 uh, it's extraordinary, right? And the problem I, I I've now used up my allocated um, my lifetime allocation of the word unprecedented. I can't use it anymore. I've decided I've stopped. That's it. I've reached my limit, like my limit of of the word unprecedented. So it's just so the problem is we're all kind of going okay. This is going to be crap. We've got, you know, till the end of May or early June. And then, you know, there'll be some restrictions, but they'll get a bit easier. And by kind of September, things will get better. That's, that's true if there's a single hump. If there's more than one, in other words, in October, November, December, as the flu season hits, this comes back, right? Then mm -hmm. what do and it's in that moment that you kind of go, oh, my God, because then all of the measures that we have just put in place have to go back on again, right? Yeah. We have to be back in our spare rooms with the Potemkin Zoom, all that stuff, you know, and we have to keep doing this until we come up with a vaccine. So that's one, one thing is that it doesn't re-end. What happens is that there are... That's one future, that there are restrictions, there are rolling restrictions that they come out and come off and then they go back on again. And that, like, if you, so if you think about it, we're all assuming that it is essentially a temporary shock. Mm. You know, it's two months, three months. Okay. All the policies that have been designed are like, well, you know, the guards have emergency powers until the end of May. This, uh, the worker support policies, they go for 12 weeks. They might go for 16. We'll see. What happens if they have to go for 48 weeks, right? What happens if they, what happens if a large segment of the population, like pretty much a quarter of the entire workforce who do the kind of things that you do, Anne, um, can't go back to work because we actually can't open up spaces. Yeah. What happens? So, so in September, I'm teaching a class, a 560 student class in the University of Limerick. And the only room that's big enough to do that is the concert hall. And it holds a thousand people, right? So normally, normally this is, this is fine, right? They just, I just make them all sit at the front because I'm a dick and you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but I can't do that if we have to impose social distancing on these students. Mm, of course. We, we can do a lecture, but we can't let them file into the room. <laughs> parachute drop <laughs> we can't we have to do the thing that you're doing in aldi you know yeah. like just like a two meter gap and then when they get in we have to have little x's on all the the chairs where they can sit and they if they go to the bathroom they have to go you know out, out a different door you know if, if they have special needs 
you know, um, so we will have students who, who, who are wheelchair bound. We have students who have, uh, uh, you know, uh, a certain condition and they, they need a specific, a specific um, uh, treatment. We've, uh, I've, I've got several students that are hearing impaired and they have to sit in a certain place so that their receiver, I wear a kind of a receiver thing around my chest. Oh, they yeah. can listen through they the receiver to what I'm saying. And yeah. so I'm on many channels. But so all of these like specific cases and the general case mean that just that alone will be difficult. Events, very difficult, right? Um, like, you know, nightclubs. Yeah, I mean, somebody, somebody, somebody referred to a nightclub as like, it's a place where you really want to exchange fluids. Yeah. Right? That's the plan. Um, but no, no more work, get no right? more getting the shift. All of these things. <laughs> no more. I mean, I mean, the slow set. Just, I, I'm still not over the fact that we lost the slow set to the nineties. Uh, I know. Yeah. But, uh, but it's, it's gone. <laughs> I'm kind of. I have to say, um, um, the first part of your question is, is the end. It if the imagined end is September the first, then people can go back to a certain extent to what they were doing before. If the imagined end is in 18 months time when somebody comes up with a vaccine, then that changes everyone's lives. Yeah. You know, it also completely changes the arithmetic for the government. It changes the, uh, the kind of emergency stuff, right? So, you know, people are pulling things together and it's working 12 hours a day and, it's, and, it's, and it's, it's an emergency. But 18 months into something, like it's not an emergency. That's just life. Yeah, no, that's right. the thing. I, yeah, that, that's the thing that's quite striking is, uh, okay, w like, batten down the hatches, do the thing you need to do, emergency procedure. But yeah, at what point does does society change or, or you're, this is the foreseeable. Um, and as I said, 18 months is not batting down the hatches. That's, that's life. Yeah. So, um, in the first world war, a very remarkable thing happened, which is that, uh, people realized that women could do things, right? And they wow. could do things like work in factories. I know, I know. <laughs> um, this, this thing, the men were gone and women had to stay home, mind the kids and make bombs, right? Mm. Um, that idea, uh, which, which, which is, you know, and, and, and there had been, in fairness, there had been previous series of women's rights movements, you know, all the way up through basically the Industrial Revolution. It wasn't, it's often told, taught in the, in the history books as, you know, there was a moment in 1894 where one group of women, but actually the, the, the real history of, 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 of the women's rights movement goes, goes at least back to, at least as far back as the start of the Industrial Revolution. But anyway, the big moment where they, everyone realized mm -hmm. that, oh my God, the labor supply, really? It's like, yeah, we can. We could double the labor supply. Uh, we have half the labor force that we're not really using, um, you know, for, for the purposes of war, put them in there. And then when the war was over, the plan was right back, back you go. And the women said, no, right. Mm -hmm. What is the equivalent of that in the zoom era? Right. Right. Um, the IMF had, had an alpopotus, you know, the way we called it, we called the last one, the great, called the great recession or the global financial crisis. Um, the IMF have decided to call this thing the great lockdown. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I prefer to think of it as the era of Zoom. But mm. The the Great Lockdown. It, it what what things when we try to go back to them, will people just say no? So I think one of them is the idea of a five day work week where you get into a car and drive to an office. I don't think that's going to be a thing. I really don't. I think we've all realized, do you know what? We can do a lot of this from our spare rooms. And if it lasts 18 months, absolutely. You know, if I can do my job from a spare room, you know, uh, like, like, as I, I mean, I, and I, Oh, one second. I think you've frozen there. Has it's, he frozen for you, Ian? It's, it's, okay. Just pause. Sorry, one sec, Stephen. You were just, sorry, it froze there for about 10 seconds. So you were just talking about working from your spare room. Yeah. So if we're working really hard, um, you know, so I've, I've been working really hard, but I've been working from my spare room. And the question is, what kind of things, uh, if, if ultimately, I think I'm, I'm not being as good of a teacher as I could be. I'm not being as good of an advisor. You know, I, I think that I'm not doing the thing that matters most to me in higher education, which is checking in on people and just literally looking a student or a colleague in the eyes and saying, are you okay? I can't do that here in this situation because I have to at all. It feels incredibly artificial um to to do all of that so th this is very difficult um in terms of doing the job but if you if i'm doing the rudiments of the job it's going to be very difficult to say okay now you have to get into your car you know which emits uh, uh um diesel fumes and drive <laughs> into and yeah it's it, i think it's going to be very difficult um to after 18 months of this it's going to be very difficult to make it seem like um that's going to go back. So I don't think, I think work will change. Um, sorry, no, that's not true. Work will not change. Tasks will change. Okay. So a task, right? I go in to the concert hall and I give a lecture. Okay, that's a task. I can accomplish that from my spare room, right? Sure, yes, can do that. Happy days. Um, is it as good? I don't know. I mean, maybe some students prefer it. Um, I'm not sure. I'm honestly not sure. I know I don't prefer, but maybe I need to change what I'm doing, you know? Maybe okay. to be better at other at things like, you know, lighting and microphone, <laughs> everything else. We're all going to have beautiful in-house studios. I think that's the thing that uh, strikes me. Oh. We're all going to have ring lights and um, good microphones. Yeah, yeah. For slick, and then around you is going to be the detritus of a life, right? <laughs> like, a, like a couch up against a wall, and uh, you know but, all the. You know, but isn't everyone's... that true? Like a, a TV studio, like if you go to RTE, you know, six one studio, it's a corner with a green screen. It's nothing the beautiful, sexy screens, everything. It's that's kind of what green screens are, I suppose. Oh, and, and if I could be a bit rude to my RT colleagues, very often needs a clean, you know. <laughs> yeah. But this this is interesting. What you're saying, uh, and here's a question. Now, I uh, put my hands up. I am. I do not have children. I am. I am on lockdown with 
with you know some pets and stuff like that but i am i'm i'm looking at friends and family who are all at home all the time and i think i said to you like um like my brother and his wife are she's working the morning he's working the afternoon and they're just splitting childcare because there's no there's no childcare so they're having to they're having to work full days but either end of the clock because um they are not being well uh, okay as a as a family member i'm like mate you know come on cut them a bit cut them a a few hours company but uh, and what you're just saying there is women were kind of got into the labor force say in in the war wartime is Mm -hmm. do you think um because we talked about uh, a number of months ago we talked about remember back when we talked about just stuff um like we talked about things like the gender pay gap and, and stuff like this are we gonna see a slight change around childcare, around parental roles and and division of of domestic labor yeah i mean i think so i think so i think i think the the sort of main part in my view to that mm. um again it's tasks right it's not jobs so it's tasks, the wa- yeah. It's the washing, right? Somebody has to do the washing. It's the hoover. It's minding the kids. It's um, taking them for walks. It's all of that. Um, And it's the education. Now, I think that there will be a rebalancing of that. But I also think that many of the institutions of the state actually exist to reduce inequality between households. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is, we are homeschooling our kids and my wife has like five advanced degrees right and she teaches in mary i so and i i'm i'm professionally qualified in boring young people so you know it's <laughs> i mean it's okay um for some of our friends that's not their skill set yeah okay they're very very, very skilled at other things, yeah. things that I am absolutely rubbish at. Um, and one of them was over last night showing me how to do something, you know, and he, he, he was, uh, we, had a, we had a problem with the plumbing and he was showing me how to do, the, do, do this thing. And he was looking at me like, you're not going to do any of this ever, are you? And I was like, no, no, I'm not. No, no I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any of this. <laughs> I'm utterly, utterly incompetent. Like I can't, no, I would just call you. Will that be okay? And he's like, Yes, that is fine. You know, so so um, there is not to. It, but my my point is that there's a lot of inequality between households, and some of it is natural. Like it's not a bad thing. It's just some people are just differently skilled. They're differently yeah. qualified. So and and so while we, that's okay for us, it's quite different for other households, and uh, even things like uh, access to the internet, right? So your geography instantiates a certain kind of inequality. If you happen to be in, you know, if you're in Black Rock, you're, you're in Dublin, your internet's, your internet's awesome, you're going to be grand, you know? Um, and if you're in, I don't know, the, the, you know, if you're on the, the, the backside of a mountain and valley go backwards or something, like it's not, it's, it's different, right? Um, so that kind of, so there's educational inequality, geographical inequality, we talked already about gender inequality. But the point is, the institution of the schools actually reduced that. So you take, every, you take every household from high levels of qualifications to low levels, whatever, and you stick their kids into a school, mm-hmm. right? And that's the good thing. 
why that's why high quality early childhood education is so powerful because it reduces the amount of inequality that, that, that very young children are exposed to and massively improves their chances of succeeding in life. Like yeah. if, if somebody gave me a million or a billion today and said, Steve, invest this anywhere in the public sector, I would invest it in early childhood education because the returns are enormous. These children, are their, their, their uh, rates of criminality are lower. Their, uh, their earnings are higher their uh, obesity rates are lower. Like every single thing you want for a society is better if students or if, if, if kids get really high quality early childhood education. So is this so early like, childhood, would that be like before, would that be like yeah, pre-primary school? Stories and stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, so it's like four to six, that kind of, uh, four to seven. Kind of four to seven, okay, okay. But the government has done really good work in this area, a lot more to be done, but um, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a good thing. So like, that's what you'd want. Like, you'd really, really want a system where, where every child gets really high quality early childhood education. And then they rock into school and they're, they're all just at a higher level, you know, and because you start at a higher level, then the rate of your increase is hmm. much better. It, it, it weakens the kind of household between household inequality. That yeah. Our society over time. Yeah. And like, because those institutions aren't working, right yeah that household level inequality is being exacerbated you know so uh kids our kids are sitting there being taught by people who have like nine degrees between them yeah and other people are not yeah yeah and that's right that's not a good thing no like it's really absolutely yeah it's really not like you want you want a situation where everybody's kids get a really quality education and i i would love i would love that um i would love that to be true into the future but like so a question a very good question that we all have to ask is if this thing lasts for 18 months or two years or something what does school look like right forget about work schools it's the changing nature of the institutions that we understand what about the gaa Right. What about rugby matches? What about just sport? Yeah. You know, like we're, I think I told you guys we were doing this kind of the the PE with Joe Wicks thing every morning. Right. I mean, that's great. That's that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I did, every- I did it this morning. <laughs> Wasn't he? Yeah, I'm wrecked. <laughs> 20 seconds of push-ups and burpees and then only a 10 second break. And all of us lying on the ground going, ugh. <laughs> It was amazing. What was great was we were all in the same boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think what you're saying is you're a family who are in a position to prioritize that. Privileged. Privileged, yeah. And there is is a, I mean, school saves lives, you know. Um, School ensures some kids get fed. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so, it's so important as an institution. School is so important. I mean, the amount of people I know who said the reason, you know, there was a teacher in their life or two teachers in their life who enabled them to make decisions that or see a world that they didn't know was available to them. Yes. And and I think that's a really important point is, I mean, it's, it's such a big question for, for, for this is like, as you said, those divisions are being exacerbated. Um, like even, to homeschool 
like obviously that is incredibly difficult for any parent absolutely no matter what your education but whether or not a parent is even in in a position if a parent has literacy issues Mm. themselves you know there's so many so many factors if the kid has special needs um, yeah there's like you know again we are not specialized in helping kids with those difficulties because we don't have those difficulties so the 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 you know and and we as a the state right the state doesn't understand how to deliver those services into an individual household you know um like like oh let's do a zoom call and it's like well so you could do that but it's suboptimal put it that way right yeah it is suboptimal I, I, I would love, I genuinely would love to think about this more. Like what do, what do a series of institutions that have to carry out their functions through the internet do, right? Um, and because you can't, like, you can't do the post through the internet. Like the post office has to do its thing. Yeah. You know, but, but, but on post. Um, the men and women of OnPost have done an amazing thing. They've decided that not only will they de- deliver your post, they'll check on you too. So they'll see, do you need anything? Do you need some milk? You know, do you need some, you know and uh, my um, uh, uh, my mom is living on her own and she has the, uh, the post lady and the guard checking on her to the point that she's actually sick of it. <laughs> You'll never guess who called to the door. I was like, it's not an imposition, mom. Jesus Christ. You know, it's not <laughs> point is like like that's amazing right that's amazing that community solidarity thing is just it's it's just extraordinary i'm i have to say i'm I'm very um i'm very heartened with how i'm very hopeful actually honestly i'm very hopeful uh because of how we in ireland have dealt with all of this Um, yeah no it's not been perfect it's not been perfect The, the 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 issue of care in nursing homes in particular has been you know genuinely suboptimal but but it's sorry you one question and i'm still answering it i'm really sorry but but um how do things change i think if it's if it lasts a long time our institutions will have to change and things like um uh, female labor market access in the early 20th century they came about as a reaction to a crisis um now that is a genuinely caricatured way of putting it but that is Oh, we've lost you again, Stephen. We've lost you again. So, so yeah, it's, it's sorry. Could you could you go back? Like you were just saying, the character of uh, the character of the female. <laughs> we just lost about the last twenty seconds. <laughs> if you can, uh, if you can repeat that. I'm just gonna give up with this microphone. I think. <laughs> so like I'm, I've been li- I've been holding it to my chest like it was my favorite child. <laughs> I like I just really want to have good good audio uh, for but no okay so um, I've lost my friend of all I'm sorry. Uh, so we were talking about how are things going to change? How, what are things going to look like? So just as the women entering the fa- the labour market, that has, that's changed things forever. And as well, what are yes. the changes that are, we can expect to not go back on? Yeah, for better or so. worse. I think there are. The first is, first is our, our, our approach to work and tasks will change. 
number one. Yes. Number two, our approach to the division of labor within households will change. Number three, within household inequality will be exacerbated. Um, uh, uh, and number four, the nature of our institutions, particularly as they deliver services into communities will change. They, it just has to. Um, but again, that assumes that the crisis is longer running. You know, if we got, came out with a vaccine tomorrow, I think we'd pretty much all just go back to work. Yeah. But I doubt it. I doubt it. I, I think there will be a serious demand for homeworking into the future. I think uh, not even a demand, but a, a demand not from workers, but from employers. Right. Okay. And that will change the nature of the commercial property market. Offices. It will change, you know, people who have made big bets on building offices. Yeah. Well, guess what? You don't need those anymore or you need them far less. So demand for that will change. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll get turned into hotels, but there's not much demand for hotels at the moment because people aren't traveling, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, and, and, but this is a question I have. And, and things change by like extreme circumstances are big shifts so the war suddenly we see as you said women uh, um joining the the market and that labor yeah. market and and also there was there was a that was a say a liberation of um for 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 the most part well like i know jenny my wife is like i miss going to work yeah. i miss being somewhere i miss seeing my colleagues i miss having a I miss leaving the house and and this is why I was wondering where the the will of the people and this may be some we will come back to this so it's a very big question but yes yeah, society changed but is there a, a human will to go like well mentally we 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 need to work together even if it's not necessarily financially yeah most efficient look work work brings us far more than money it gives us identity community yeah. It gives us peers. It gives us time and uh, 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 space to find, you know, mates. Even you know, it's it, it's everything. So, so the world of work has expanded into everyone's lives now, mm. and now is receding back into our lives. Right now, our lives are work. Yeah, yeah. In many yeah. respects, aren't they? You just the situation where there's nothing but work. And, you know, you go downstairs from your spare room. If you've got a spare room, if you're privileged enough to have a spare room, yeah. you go downstairs and you go back upstairs. Work is, you know, and I, I think there are good things and bad things there. There are many people, many people, you know, again, I think we talked about this before. Many people in um, relationships that are not great, yeah. that are they're not, you know, with, with or uh, caring, with caring duties they can't fulfill or, uh, you know, uh, who will run out of their houses they won't walk yeah um and there's people there's loads of people and that's the that's the the push but the pull is that work provides so much more work gives us meaning and place matters you know yeah. um yeah. And, it, and that's true for not just for work but for study so universities exist <clears throat> as physical entities we they, we they exist in space um, and so, you know, the university is a whole bunch of buildings. Do we just stop building them now? Yeah. Where do we do lectures? It's, yeah. it's a, these, these questions are all open. They're all open. 
and uh, uh, I'm sure we'll come back to them. We we will, I, and I'd be I'd be quite interested uh, to think of you know in a way we were swinging very much into isolation more and more before all this. You know what I mean? Everything was becoming yes. much more even Fonza, and wonder is this the the, the kind of the, the the speed with which which or the intensity that this has created will it make people kind of almost like a rubber band like snap away from that a bit more and return to each other i don't know it's all conjecture i can tell you so i am not uh, we need to finish on this but yes not a um i'm not a pub guy you know i i i i've been at a pub probably twice in the last year but the day this is over I'm going to the pub and I'm going to murder pints of Guinness. Like, murder them with you, with you. I might join you, yeah. And Kean, absolutely. Going to the pub. Kean only avocado smoothies, but, but, but you and I can have Guinness. Kean can have avocado Ooh. smoothies. We're just gonna, we're gonna smash it. <laughs> swear to God, I swear to God, we're all going to the pub. Um, uh, but of course, that that that, that seems that they'll go the problem. Okay. Well, listen, Stephen. Thank you so much, and until next week, enjoy the sunshine. Yeah, I will. Bye bye. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Kian Reinhardt, theme tune composed and performed by David Blake. Follow Stephen Kinsler on Twitter at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne Blake at Anne Blake 78. She is an Anne with no E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post. If you have any questions, you can get to any of these Twitter accounts or follow the hashtag Anne Steve Talk.